We're rolling. Yeah. Four one two one two. The football podcast uh, with me, Andy Blythe. Me, Callum Boxall. No, Dominic Simon today. Yeah. Mia. Yeah. Uh, well, if only there was action. <laughs> He's unfortunately missing because he just has better things to do. Yeah. Uh, I believe he said the podcast was pointless, um, and he hated it. See, I thought he heard. I thought I, I thought I heard that he said he hates the listeners. Oh, yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. And he says he'll have no part in anything that other people listen yeah. to. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he hates people. Yeah, well, you know, some people are different, aren't they? Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> let's let's forget about Dominic, because he's gone. Uh, it's it's a Friday. It is indeed. We're, we, we're on a Moretti. Straight out the bottle. Yeah, like, like, like the local hoodlums. And we've got a Domino's on the way. And we've got some football to talk about. Uh, any any news today? Any news from, from since Monday? A, f- a fair bit of news, really. Um, had the Champions League draws today. Um, oh, yes, of course. For when the second legs are uh, completed for the rest of the uh, teams. Yep. Not ideal for Juventus, but, it, it, you know, it's going to happen, isn't it? You're going to play some of the bigger teams at some stage, so... I mean, it, it is, it's the Champions League. That's Eventually, it. you're gonna have to play the champions. Champions, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, <coughs> see, we had a lot of, lot of trouble with the uh, the recording software. Yeah. And now that we're recording, my throat is supposed <laughs> to uh, Gotta have some more Moretti to to clear just it. Try and wash away the, uh, the rubbish. Oh, I've just received a friend request from uh, Betok. Oh. No second name. No. Well. Anyway, I'm going to go on to one of my football notes, and we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, something I noticed the other day, during the Liverpool game, of course. Okay. Um, so, obviously Liverpool won the league. We're effectively playing for pride, uh, and for records. Of course, a lot of the strikers are playing for themselves. <laughs> it's all about getting the golden yeah. boot. Yeah. Now, Salah scored a brace. He was on the hat trick, missed a couple of opportunities, but he he was really letting it affect him, and you could see all over his face he was getting a lot of sort of frustration at the fact he wasn't scoring, and you know it's, it's great to have that drive, um, but it sort of made me think about uh, last year where uh, Mane and Salah had a bit of a bust up because yes, there was yeah. a, a simple squared pass that was on, and they didn't take it and they didn't score, and and there lies the bust up. Yeah. Now, now my thing, my, my question for you is basically, you know, at what point does does your hunger for personal sort of achievements make you a bad player? Uh, uh, I, don't, I think it can help, can't it? I, it all depends, I think, you know, how much they're doing that. I mean, you need a player with drive yeah. and, and the hunger to be sort of the best. Yeah. But when it's affecting the game and that you know, you've got an opportunity to score, mm. which which may maybe the difference between a win and a loss or a draw, and you're not taking that option and you're yeah. going for yourself, it's great to have the confidence. But it can yeah, it can affect the team, uh, the morale of the team yeah. as well, can't it? Um, oh, massively. But it does depend on the situation. Like you say, it can help because if a player is willing to go on their own, yeah, you know. 
score a goal uh, because it's not always a guarantee if they do square it that the other player's going to if they've got such confidence they think oh, yeah yes. I'm going to finish exactly. it yeah um, but oh, it is uh, well I was actually I was uh, listening to a story about um, when uh, Del Piero and Pipo Inzaghi mm. were playing together yeah uh, and Inzaghi was that classic player uh, where he you know he'd be sort of going for himself yeah he'd they'd be, always back themselves to score yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was also a bit of a confrontation uh, mm. between Del Piero, who, yeah. you know, you never really see much confrontation from him no. uh, because Inzaghi went on his own. And it was during the time where Del Piero was, he'd just come back from injury. Right. Uh, and Inzaghi just went on his own, you know, yeah. uh, rather than just doing a, a simple pass to a player who needed that goal as a confidence yeah. boost yeah. just scored on his own uh, celebrated like crazy like he usually did um but yeah it because like i say it can help the morale of the team can't it you're passing it to a yeah. player who might not uh have as many goals or might need a confidence boost so i think it does depend on the situation yeah. I mean, it, while it's harmless for liverpool at this stage in the season mm. you know salad being a little bit more greedy not passing when perhaps there was an easier option um you know, you can get away with it. But mm. if we were, you know, before lockdown or certainly before before we'd won the league and, you know, we needed to to win and to score, if he was to be, to be doing that, I feel like, you yeah. know, that, that's going to, you know, not just... Sure, look, if somebody was taking a penalty, you're going to pick the guy who's most confident. It's going to go, yeah, yeah I'm going to put the put the ball in it like a Balotelli. Mm. You know, he, he, he had such a great record with penalties because yeah. of that sort of almost blind arrogance that he always backed himself yeah, against the keeper yeah, no there's no doubt no. Is there? yeah. but you know there's got to be a point where you know you are in a team with 10 other guys and if there's someone in a better opportunity your needs come after the needs of the team mm. yeah 100 percent. yeah and i just think it's sort of i don't know it's, it's affected me a little bit that, that sort of to see Salah in that light and you know it's great to have that drive to be the best but mm. i think there's a line. Hmm. I think it's like a lot of things in football. It's all completely situational, isn't yeah. it? You know, for some players, that's what they thrive off of. You know, yeah. it's being your, even though you're part of a team, you are the low yeah. play. Look out, look at Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's purely out for himself a lot. Yeah. Not, not saying he doesn't pass or he doesn't try and assist, but he's got that mentality of, it's me, I'm sort of the best, everyone yeah. sort of needs to pass to me sort of thing. Um, and I think it helps certain... It, and it depends on the mentality of the players, like um, Berbatov as well. I think yeah. he thrived off of stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, again, like I say, I think it's completely situational yeah. and also the player dependent, so... Yeah. See, I did the... Um, so to change the subject a little bit. <laughs> I did toy with the idea of... Do you remember, I think we mentioned it the other week about um, Steve McLaren when he did the old... Uh, the sort of the weird pretend Dutch accent. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I was just toying with the idea of inviting him in for an interview. Oh. Yeah. What, Steve? Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If I, I tell you, I think it's just... It's just come... Yes, yeah. Steve? That's a Domino's, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I He's it's, got a new job. I think it's Steve. <laughs> Steve, come, come. Uh, hello. <laughs> just, uh, uh, you know, as you see, I was the underdog, and uh, how you say uh, the pizza is not here. Oh, come on, Steve. 
I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good to be on four four one two one two. How you say a podcast? I think that uh, is how we say it. Yeah, it's, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> good, uh, good. Um, you know, I just want to talk about myself a little bit. Uh, I've had a few teams. I've ruined a few teams. Uh, really can't get away from the image of the uh, w- w- Wally with the brolly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, how you say underdog is is what I am. There's a reason for that. It's because I don't uh, succeed anywhere I go. Uh, you know, I leave a job, I'm sacked. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for that, Steve. Okay, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> take, take it easy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and and there he goes. Uh, cheers. Just oh. uh, shut the door away. Out, you, Steve. Okay. Yeah, he's gone now. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Wasted time. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what's been annoying me recently. Uh, the water breaks. Oh, yeah. It's It ruins the momentum of the game just straight away. You know, you, you've almost got a football match, which is now turned into hockey. Mm. And, you know, well, instead of having like three or four 20 minute periods, or I think it's three, I don't know. Um, You've now got you've literally got quarters, yeah. And the yeah. team, like the manager's, having a chance to even get involved and sort of do another little team talk. And I just it it ruins the momentum of the game. As soon as you know a team will be sort of starting to press or picking up the pressure or or starting to pass a bit more f- sort of fluidly, the referee would just blow the whistle. Yeah, drink yeah. break. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not being funny, it's been pissing down with the rain. <laughs> yeah, the, the, these are athletes. At the end of the day, they don't need a break every twenty two minutes. Mm. Yeah, it's excessive. I, yeah, it, I can see sort of why they, you know, obviously it's health reasons and things like that. But it is, you know, you've got half time still to have yeah. your, your drinks and things. And I understand coming back from a, a long layoff mm. of not playing football, um, especially not competitively, and you know they need a little bit more protection. Absolutely, I'm I'm all behind sort of making sure that these players don't get injured which is why we've got five substitutes to mm. throughout the game as yeah. opposed to three but no stopping every 20 minutes yeah, is, it can, is, is too much mm. like you say it is the whole thing of breaking up to play if like a team's got momentum or something it's so important in football it's, it's almost like a tactical timeout because mm. if, if you're yeah. on the back foot if, if you know if, you, if you're defending against uh, you know Barcelona or someone and you, you're like a the Getafe or someone, mm. you know, you, you sort of you, you sat back, you, your backs against the wall performance, as it's always going to be against Barca, <laughs> and you're just hanging on for the 20 minute break constantly. It just makes it so much more easier for the defending team mm. to keep getting these breaks. And then as soon as you've got that break, you know, it's a breather, have a drink, and then you reset yourselves for another 20 minutes and mm. backs against the wall. Yeah, yeah, like you say, rather than a team maybe seeing the game out until half-time or, or full-time yeah. even, uh, you know, they're going to be seeing it out for that water break. Yeah. I mean, it's like teams that they go they go from the first whistle to almost try and waste time to get to the, mm. the first half. Hope to get a, a sort of a lucky yeah. goal yeah. or, you know, break or something and like now that. it's like teams could literally play for the draw because mm. it's, it's so much easier. Split up, yeah. Because yeah. it's so hard for teams to get that momentum going, you know, especially if it's a an even game or there's a team who are just putting all the men behind yeah, the ball yeah. and you've got no crowds no no sort mm. of atmosphere to the game all you've got is your manager shouting at you and, yeah, and a drinks break every yeah, 20 minutes subs shouting yeah occasionally. and that's that's yeah. it you know you might every now and again see Kenny Dalgleish in the stands <laughs> he's sort of trying to pick his nose through his mask <laughs> yeah. and, you know he doesn't have the best, best of luck with it but 
Anyway, mm. have you got anything? Yeah, I, um, one of my ones was basically, um, well, it was a statement, oh, really. Statement. It was go. a statement. Yeah. Um, I have it written on my phone as okay, just a statement. Um, bring back baggy shirts. Yes. Yeah. I think we've spoken about yeah, this yeah, before. Yeah, we have mentioned this. Yeah, fully behind that. Yeah. It, it looks just I think it looks so much cooler I prefer the baggy shirt I mean it's a bit more to, you know, as a defender mm. there's more to hold on to yeah you know you, you end up when you're trying to grab someone's shirt in the box with these skin tight you know puma shirts yeah like you, iron robin you feel like you feel like Shylock trying to grab your pound of flesh <laughs> <laughs> you're grabbing them by the love hand yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's just it's like grabbing skin mm. yeah there's no shirt uh, it just it, I think it looks so much better. You see, like, you watch any of these, like, games from, when would it have been? Probably, like, early 2000s. Yeah, sort of I think it was... Late uh, 90s. I mean, I went through a phase where I was, I, you know, I'd buy every single England shirt. And the, the year where the England shirts all of a sudden got tight, for me, actually was about 2009. Mm. Um, but I think it was probably just a bit before 2009 when mm. the shirts really began to turn yeah. skin, skin tight. Because, I mean, Puma were doing it first for a long, mm. long time. And now, just in general, all shirts are just, not all skin, skin tight, but they're yeah. all, you know, yeah. the sleeves don't fit. go past yeah. your biceps. No. Whereas, in, you know, in the legendary days mm. of football, they would, the, the sleeves would be going to the elbows, yeah. if not below. Yeah, like I say, you watch a game from the 90s or early 2000s, You've got shirts flapping all over yeah, the place. Exactly. Uh, I think it and the sponsors as well. Like I, I feel like the sponsors looked cooler. They did. Oh, definitely. They had that sort of nice felty fabric to them, yeah. as opposed to like just a, an iron-on transfer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't really think of that many shirts. Even you do get nice shirts released yeah, nowadays, yeah, but, you I, do, but they don't have the same. I don't know, sort of classes you see like an old... Oh, I, I fully agree. And, and the thing is as well, it's, it's easy for people to nowadays go, oh yeah, you know, the likes of uh, uh, Jane Vardy or, mm. you know, um, Sane or, you know, these real pa- players known for Raheem Sterling, known for, for their blinding pace. Mm. And it's not being funny, these players are a lot more streamlined. Yeah. I mean, you look at Sterling, he's got a shaved head yeah. and he's got a skin tight shirt on. You know, he's got no parachute it, it, yeah, to hold him know, back. You go back to the to the legendary get the, the le- legendary days, and you had Ronaldinho, who yeah he had pace, mm. but you know the shirt was baggier. Yeah. And not being funny, the skills look better with a baggy mm. shirt oh, yeah. wafting around in the yeah. wind around. And him. when they're celebrating as well, sort of they've got their arms up, the shirts oh, going yeah. everywhere. You could, I mean, back back then you could actually do a Beckham and lift your shirt <laughs> yeah. over your face. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do that. You yeah, that you choke yourself. Yeah, it, yeah, it's basically just uh, like sort of painted on. <laughs> <laughs> it effectively is. I mean, you'd literally asphyxiate yourself yeah. if you were to put the shirt over your face. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's like a morph suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, too much, especially. I mean, the Puma kit still. I, I don't even see how they get smaller and skinnier, but somehow it's like they do. Mm. And like you say, you watch the the African Cup of Nations where the majority of the, of the shirts are sort of Puma sponsored, mm. uh, and it, 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 they could be sprayed on. <laughs> they, they genuinely could be sprayed on, and it's yeah. the same. Um, same with the Bayern shirts. You know, they're skin tight, and it, it seems mm. like some players manage to wear them a lot 
skinnier than others. Yeah, Iron Robin. Like yeah, Robin, like I said, he always yeah. somehow managed to just look minute yeah. in them. He must have just asked for like a, a few sizes a bit smaller than he, he, he actually boys. was. Yeah. I, think, I think he must have gone extra large boys. Well, it was cheaper for the club, wasn't it? Yeah, they probably I mean, saved they, a bit they, of money well, doing that. For sure, they would have done. <laughs> they, it wasn't even a real match shirt. You know, it's one of these replica ones where it's not even got like the special breathable fabric, yeah, yeah. the wicking material. <laughs> He's probably just bought it off one of the looky-looky men in, in Spain, just in the corner, to, just a knock-off shirt for kids. Robin just, a, you know, he goes there, picks it up, picks up a few in bulk. Well, it's the only way that you could have a skinnier shirt than the rest of the team, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but yeah, I do think they should bring it back. Yeah, I'd or, like that. You know, just for the odd occasion, sort of go, you know, we, we've got this. What's that? I, mean, I think it's Soccer Aid. Yeah. And they always just decide to wear, like... The England shirt mm. and you know some other bullshit rest of the world. Yeah, shirt. rest of the world. Yeah. Now why can't they bring back like a legendary England shirt? Why is it got to be that like the current shirt? Yeah. Like I I gain nothing by watching Ben Shepherd run around <laughs> in the current strip. It, you know that doesn't do anything no. any any more than watching Ben Shepherd run around in a, in a nice old England shirt. In fact, the old England shirt would be more because it's like. Is legendary. Plus, obviously, half the team are legends. Mm, yeah. So it almost brings them back to their heyday for them to mm. be wearing the same shirts yeah. they were wearing back then, as opposed to watching David Seaman wear a brand new England shirt. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, I still think David Seaman should bring the ponytail back. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole other subject. Players' hair. Mm. I mean, I miss a good long-haired player. They they are few and far between mm. these days. And even when they are sort of long, it's usually, it's not long, long, is it? It's sort of long, but neatly it's, sort of tied it's, it's back a, It's a bullshit long. Mm. It's like a, like a man bun with the shaved sides. Mm. And yeah. that's a cop-out. The shaved yeah. sides is a cop-out. Because yeah. you know, the sides take the longest amount of time to grow. Mm. So if, you know, if you're shaving them off, it's, it's, it's fake. Yeah. You've got to yeah. go full, long, head ahead. Like, an, I mean, I, the first one that comes to mind is, is like, meet you. Oh, yeah. Because he, he yeah. had, you know, he wasn't the longest. But he certainly had it was a long. head of yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. And, and sort of Lukaku in his earlier years, in his yes. primitive days, yeah. when he was sort of knocking him in for West Brom with his dreads. That's where the power came from, yeah. I think. It's, it's a dread, yeah. <laughs> Some players need the long hair just to it gain bring, that. Well, the thing is with a dreadlock, it brings a sense of dread. <laughs> and <does>. lock. <laughs> <laughs> and they lock on to goal. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, they, they put it straight up there in, in the goal hole. It's, it's, it's the, way, the way they go. But, but you're right. I mean, there's so so fewer, or even eccentric haircuts. Mm. Like even yeah. the likes of Sterling, who when he was at Liverpool, you know, had the weird fuzzy mohawk thing going mm. on. Yeah. Even that's gone now. Sterling's bald. Yeah. <laughs> it's either you have short short back and sides, or you're bald. Yeah, it's like it's short with like the sort of um, like slicked. Yeah. Sort of look. Um, yeah. You've still got the occasional player with the um, like the man bun sort of thing. Yeah, you've got a man bun, or or they sort of just bleach it. Mm. There's a lot of bleach still still yeah. about. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I miss it. I, I, do, I miss yeah. watching a good a good bit of hair. On yeah, just sort of a Beckham. We need a Beckham oh, back. Yeah, because Beckham had every hairstyle, exactly. didn't he? Beckham had, he had the shaved. He had the shaved mohawk. Yeah, mohawk. He had a full like Mohican. Yeah, he had. Longer hair. Yeah. He had like he uh, had it with like the band with the Alice well. band yeah. and everything like that. You know, any top. I mean, that's what Beckham for me is one of the ultimates of the game yeah, because he experimented. Yeah. He, he, he died it on. Yeah, I was going to say, and he, he rocked it all yeah, as well, yeah, didn't he? Oh, he didn't. Yeah. I don't think really. 
he looked better. There were some that were sort of questionable, but I, I, I think, think they all suited him. Yeah, they did. Generally, they all did. I think the only ones that probably looked a little bit bad, and that was purely bad because of the time, as opposed to uh, or on him. Mm. Because I'm sure nowadays, if he went back to that haircut, it was when he had the curtains. Mm. In his oh, earlier yeah. days, he had sort of curtains mm. for a little while. And, you know, it wasn't the best look, but I think it's the fashion. I think nowadays, mm. he could probably pull that off with a denim oh, shirt yeah. or certainly a denim jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah That'd be pro- the ultimate combo. Yeah, that. denim jacket and curtains. Yeah. Well, ma- I mean, maybe they could bring that back as some form of a kit. Uh, a denim, denim kit. kit. Yeah, I would love to see a denim <laughs> shirt. A denim shirt would be the ultimate. And not skinny, I mean like a, like a baggy <laughs> jean. Yeah. A big, heavy denim shirt. And then denim, like, shorts oh, as well. With a collar. <laughs> yeah. That certainly really looks and like the a under, uh, oh. the under armour. Oh, that would be that would be spot on. A nice <laughs> denim heavy shirt. Because the thing is, you know, these sports companies they make such a big thing of having a, a light shirt mm. as if not being funny, as if a light shirt makes the difference between <laughs> being quicker than the opponent. Or it depends on your legs. Mm. You know, aerodynamics does not come into it when you're running. Yeah, at human speed, at man speed. <laughs> your average man speed. Yeah, your average man sprinter. You know, it's not going to be weighed down by an extra. Mm. What, about a couple of grams yeah, an extra bit of denim yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of denim if anything it's going to speed him up because <laughs> yeah, exactly. his legs are going to gain the muscle from the extra yeah. weight from the denim yeah. and it's going to be more powerful and more momentum as well exactly yeah. I mean what you lose in pace you gain in strength mm. with denim yeah. and street cred mm. yeah 100% massively yeah. You know, you're not going to have fans throwing flares at you when you turn up at a, at a game if you're wearing denim <laughs> You won't. They look at you no. and go, well, "If I throw denim at him, sorry, if I throw, if I, if I, throw, if I throw denim at that flare, <laughs> if I throw denim at him, he's gonna wear it. You know, if I throw a flare at him, he's gonna throw it back. You know, if someone in denim, you, you don't know, they're unpredictable. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I miss um, the thing is with VAR is that you can. It feels like divers have. have, have no, not not. You still get players that go down very easily, mm. but I feel like diving in general has gone right down. You know, when, when we throw back to like the Rivaldo with the ball at the corner, <laughs> you know, goes down grabbing his head. <laughs> the old classic. You, know, yeah. you, you don't get those anymore. You know, someone no, fall over no. quite easily when the wind changes or something. Yeah, the comedic dive, yeah, like we've yeah. lost yeah. it. Yeah. So, someone where you know they're nowhere near them and they just go, Whoa, you know, they, they throw themselves to the ground. They're grabbing their face. They're grabbing their groin. You know, as if someone just kicked them in the gonad. You just you, you don't get that anymore and I just yeah it was a nice bit of comedy wasn't it sort of mid through the game yeah. and it was a nice bit that people could get a bit angry about you so could. he'd stand up yeah. and be like oh he hasn't touched yeah. him and but yeah like you say it, because there's so many eyes on it now and because like you say the VAR and everything yeah, there's so like, many different angles yeah, you can it, see it it's like they've almost gone right I have to feel contact before I go down I can go down straight away but I have to wait until there's contact. Mm. You can't just throw something because yeah. they're going to look at it and they're not going to give it. Yeah. Which, which you know, which which is the point in VAR. Mm. But the point is, I miss a good dive. Yeah, I miss a, a good dive, and then you know all the players gathering around him, sort of trying to pick him back up again. Yeah, giving it, giving up, you know, all that with the the, the, the fingers hands, and the yeah. thumbs and the sort of nothing. I was doing gestures there in case. <laughs> you couldn't hear the gestures might be able to hear them sort of audibly <laughs> just the wind <laughs> going past <laughs> it's like breathing into it oh you got anything else on the list uh yeah uh, what is your no I did have what are your best two 
sort of footballing memories. But me as a player? Uh, I mean, it could be during the five-a-side days. It was more about sort of seeing it. Uh, you know, as a player, uh, I was a, what you call an underdog. Uh, always on a substitute bench. Uh, I tried to play uh, a bit. Uh, it's got long jobs every now and again. Uh, generally speaking, uh, not a lot. Uh, not good. Favorite as a oh, um, I'd say yeah, as a fan watching it, that sort of really made you either sort of fall in love with football or reaffirmed that um, love. I tell you what, I'm I'm taken back to. Um, I think oh, mm, I think it was fifteen sixteen season. It could have it could have been after that. Might have been the season after that. Might have been sixteen seventeen. It was the year uh, Liverpool were in the the Europa Cup actually, and it was um, Dortmund at Anfield. Oh yeah, European night. And I tell you what, I watched that down the pub. I only had I don't know maybe one. And um, my God, it was just, I could have cried after the game. I, I genuinely thought, do you know what? This, this is it. This is the magic. This, this is how it happens. Um, just, just to go down as well. I think we went two goals down right at the beginning. Uh, and I think, believe it or not, I think it was Origi again who might have scored. Um, you know, it might have been ahead of, I mean, Lovren, I think, scored the last goal. Uh, I think Coutinho might have scored at some point as well. Um, who else was there? I think there's another. I think Sacco scored. <laughs> I th- honestly, Sacco I think Sacco days. scored as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one. It, I think it might. It may well have been Klopp's first season because it was the same season we played uh, Man City in the League Cup final, and we lost to them. And it was a pretty, pretty piss poor game. Uh, and in the end, it was actually so we got we beat Dortmund. We got to the final against uh, Sevilla, and uh, they won. They won the final, and it was their third Euro Cup oh, yeah, on the bounce. They were really, yeah. I mean, yeah. Alberto Moreno. I mean, I used to love Alberto. <laughs> you know, I had a soft spot for him because he was a left back. I was a left back. I was left back on the bench. Yeah. Um, but you know, he he was poor. He was he was terrible. And I tell you what, I suppose last season you can look at the um, the Barca game. Oh yeah, yeah, the Liverpool Barca yeah, game. I, I, I corner, I, corner taken I quickly. fully lost my voice. That that <laughs> it, it's it's. Borderline, you know, you know, your hair's standing up. Um, oh, it's just, it's it's as good as a drug. Football, football, when when things like that are happening, mm. it, it's as good as a drug. You know, from the off, you know, f- you know, three nil down mm. from Barca at the new Camp. You get yeah. to Anfield. You know, you've got the magic atmosphere before the game, and then, um, you know, Henderson's going up. He hits it. Uh, saved or deflected, I can't remember. And then Origi puts it in. And you think, oh my god, okay, here we go. Surely not, you know. Um, I tell you what, it may well have only been. Um, I think it might have only been, you know, sort of one nil at half time, and then they come out after the break, mm. and then Wayne Aldum was on. I think Wayne Aldum scored a brace that night. From memory, I, mean, I could I could well be wrong because it's just it's clouded by just clouded the, with the, joy. the pure ecstasy <laughs> of, of the evening. Um, and then, yeah, of course, that Trent corner. And then, you know, nobody's looking apart from Divock. Right. Divock turns around with those lovely braided, like, <laughs> red bits. Yeah. And he sort of turns around and flop around and he just hits it. <laughs> you know, uh, to stay good, it's not mm-hmm. near it. Yeah. He's beaten. And, and, you know, Barca are beaten. Messi's beaten. Suarez is beaten. That's the thing. It's, it's in front of the cop. Yeah. It's, it's pure ecstasy. It's It's... You know, on evenings like that, 
it's it's better than sex. There's just nothing like it. It's just it's truly the best feeling in the world like that. It's the whole build up to it as well, isn't it? It's not it's not even just the game. It's yeah. the whole build up yeah. where you're hearing a lot of sort of doubt and you're thinking Yeah. Even as a fan yourself, you're deep down. You're thinking, yeah. "Oh, this is gonna." Yeah, I mean, you, know. you lose three 0 to Barca at the new camp. Really, you know, you look at Barca, look at mm. the team. Yeah, and I mean, don't be funny. You don't have to look at just Barca. If you were playing against Stoke mm. and you lost three 0 to Stoke, mm. and then you had to bring it back and score four, yeah, you know, you, you're still gonna look at that and go, "Well, this that's is a gonna tough be a struggle." Yeah. yeah, doesn't matter what it could be. Any team in the world that you're three 0 down mm. to an aggregate, you know, you're you're in for a rough mm. ride generally. Mm. But yeah. yeah. What are you? Uh, I've got a, a few. Um, both of them, I think. In uh, well, first one is uh, Turin Derby. Um, need a goal. Uh, favorite player, Pirlo. Yeah. You just don't think he's going to hit it. Runs onto the ball. Yeah. Hits it into the corner. And it's just. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. one of those moments that, yeah. especially when it's a player that all game you're sort yeah, of... Yeah, there's, there's that pure, you, you love the player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just thinking, oh, he's going to do something, yeah. he's going to do something, yeah. and then just long shot into the corner. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a good it's, feeling. When, when there's a moment for your, for your man to, yeah. step, to step up, and he does, he just comes through and you think, yeah. This, this is why football is the best sport. Mm. It's, yeah. Oh. I'll tell you what, there's a Domino's man by the window. Oh. I'll pause. Well, that was tasty. I enjoyed that. <laughs> nice little break there. Nice little Domino's. Just <laughs> plugging the pizza makers. <laughs> Moretti is almost empty, so must be time to go home soon. <laughs> we were just discussing our sort of favourite mo- favorite moments as a fan. Uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. I'd actually forgotten what we were talking about then. <laughs> It happens to me normally, but of course, football I care about. So. <laughs> that somehow stayed in my mind. Uh, what was it? Oh, no, the Turin Derby. That's, what That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like it, caressing the ball into it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was... He hits it so nicely, yeah. like, but it had so much power behind it as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah... I, I just remember that as one of those moments. You're watching it on, on TV. That, BT yeah. Sport, I think that yeah. was. The classic BT Sport yeah. when they had all the Serie A games as well. That was The so good old perfect. days, BT, take yeah. note. Yeah, bring it back. And also bring back a uh, European football show uh, with uh, James Horncastle on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was my favourite, you know. It, they, it was just good to watch. I, I yeah. like watching... Uh, you know, when it's got all the different European leagues on it. Yeah, I, I must say, I like to watch sort of highlights as well of all the sort of European mm. games. You get the Bundesliga in there as well. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see you know, like how the games are being played mm. in different countries. Uh, I do struggle generally with the uh, the punditry on BT Sport. Well, that was the good thing about the European football show, is they took really good journalists... Mm from each of sort of who knew about each yeah. of the leagues they didn't take it wasn't like former players oh, or anything like it, that it's, the, it's not the one where they do it for like their webcams and stuff is it they, that, they do now yeah yeah they do now yeah i tell you i think i have seen some of those actually mm, yeah it's um yeah james richardson who used to do um uh galazzo right um 
like the, the Italian yeah, football yeah. show um, when that was sort of on BB uh, Channel Four, I think it was. Right. So obviously he's quite an expert in it. Um, and then you've got all the different sort of uh, journalists yeah. who do the punditry for it. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> a crispy tissue from been through the water a couple of times. It's still it's good. Still good. Yeah. You crossed that. Still over. does the job. Still mops <laughs> up the nostrils. But yeah, I always enjoyed watching that because um, they were all quite entertaining. They had really good. Um, sort of uh, chemistry as well yeah. um, they talked about all different things as well like individual players and um, uh, I don't know it, it was just so sort of entertaining to watch Yeah. Um, but yeah I, they do need to bring that back on BT Sport I think yeah I mean it's not really worked I do have a spare tissue guys <laughs> You have to play some music while you're yeah. trying to find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is hoping the season goes. No judgment. <laughs> oh, you know, I was going to just start going in on Michael Owen a little bit. Okay. Yeah, and it's not a true. I think it's, it's just generally pretty piss poor. Um, Hargreaves, I think, again, is, is pretty awful. Uh, the thing that Hargreaves has got going for him is that <clears throat> he's not German, yet he has an English German accent. <laughs> Uh, you know, it just goes to show you work in another country and you become native to that country. Uh, of course, Jake Humphreys, formerly of New Ground oh. on CBBC. And was he Bamzuki? And, and Bamzuki. Bamzuki, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, I think uh, if you've done Bamzuki, you can pretty much go for any job. You, to you be can honest. virtually commentate on anything if you can do. If you've commentated on Bamzuki. Bamzuki I mean, was really uh, the beginning of Jake Humphreys' <laughs> yeah, career, I think, wasn't it? It, it, it started there and then, yeah, news round with um, the black fella. I can't think of his name. Mm, no. Uh, it, oh, I, like, I think Michael? he still does a news. Or, or, or something, is it? It might or be. Tis, yeah. or, or is or something. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be mm. on the know. Oh, we'll look it up. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, in fairness, Jake Humphries is on at least offends me yeah I quite like Jake Humphreys well, it's a bit like Adrian Childs wasn't it it was the one who was asking the questions wasn't the most annoying it's the one who's answering the questions who's the most annoying but, um, how do you feel about um, like just player like former player pundits in general uh, for me it really depends on I mean I don't like Michael Owen I think he's terrible but um, just his sort of Demeanor, or yeah, it's just what he says is really pretty damn mm. thick. So, uh, Jermaine Genus, he's probably the worst. I despise anything Jermaine Genus says because it's it's so so blindly uh, biased, <laughs> or in in most cases, and just stupid. You know, he'll be talking about. I don't know. He'll be watching watching a game, and he'll just go, "Yeah, uh, referee's blowing the whistle." That's a foul, I think. Yeah, yeah. For me, that's a foul. Uh, well, thanks, Jermaine. You know, great, great <laughs> insight there. Um, so not enough um, in-depth well, sort of. No, it's 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 not enough in-depth <laughs> analysis, and things he does try to analysis just doesn't really make any sense. Mm. And it's just like you're just saying things because it's right in front of you, mm. instead of looking sort of behind behind the movement of the players mm. on the pitch and going, yeah, I wonder what what the philosophy yeah. is. He just talks nonsense. Just base, sort of. But he, yeah. he, he bases a, a team on the performance he sees mm. instead of sort of, you know, 
the results leading up to it and, and the players they've used and the players they've picked and the formations he doesn't really go into it just sort of, uh, I don't know it's, it's it's quite hard to sort of say when, you, when you're thinking about it but mm. oh his voice yeah. as well <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think they can be good um, like former but, players yeah I was going to say yeah but I have to say uh, and, and um, do shoot me for saying it but, but generally it's, it's touch and go and if United are playing, then the commentary is terrible. Uh, but generally, Gary Neville, I think, can be quite quite an okay pundit. Mm. He has his days, but generally, I think Gary Neville is a, is a pretty good pundit. Mm. He's done. I mean, Jamie Carragher for me, uh, ever since the phlegm sort of <laughs> the incident. spitting into the child, I oh, think yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that because, was a... because I mean, just to an- analyse the spit, you know, these guys are driving seventy miles an hour. Think of the wind resistance. To be able to spit some phlegm between two cars mm. travelling at 70 miles an hour, think of the wind resistance, mm. and for it to go into the other car's window, yeah. almost parallel. You know, It's not like he spat behind and it's gone, caught the wind and then gone in. Mm. It's it, you know, It's gone directly across the wind the, on the, the car's way, yeah. and it's gone straight in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for what it was, what it a was, shot. whatever it was that he did, it was a... a he put all his heart and soul into it. Yeah, didn't he? yeah, you know. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's always worn his heart on his sleeve <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> he's always worn his phlegm in his mouth, and you know, he shed some phlegm, and it was a great hit. It's just a bit of passion that came. Yeah, out, really? you know, sometimes you cough, uh, sometimes you cry, um, sometimes you sort of that sort of noise, mm. bring it up. That's some passion. And he just phlegm it across. It just fell out of his mouth, didn't it? Yeah. It happens when you drive. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I think he was trying to just say, uh, sorry, what were you saying? With the window down. But as soon as yeah. he just sort of went, sorry. Uh, it a just, bit of moisture came He sort out. of opened the window and his mouth opened. And then, <laughs> you know, before he knew it, the phlegm had fallen out of his mouth, you know, quickly yeah. on, across the carriageway. Yeah. Onto the child. Onto the child's <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, it's your face. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we never saw the, the reverse yeah. footage. <laughs> that, for me, would have been uh, a gold mine. Yeah. I think in in the court of law that's sort of needed, isn't it? That reverse angle. Yeah, because you I mean, you just don't know what happened before the, the mm. incident. The child could have been mocking him. I think there was instigation mm. for sure. There yeah. was instigation. Yeah, saying so, you know your performances at centre back could have been a bit more sturdy. Yeah. and then he just you know what, what are you going to say to that? Yeah, I mean they might have said, oh, you know, why don't you score more goals? Mm. Yeah, you know, as a centre back, you know, why weren't you more like Sergio Ramos? Yeah, and he's just gone. <coughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, like trying to sort of cough and go. <coughs> sorry, repeat the question. I was like, <coughs> and it's just gone yeah, straight like, out. Yeah. It's inevitable, and it's you know, it's hit, hit, hit the girl. Mm. Um, lost his job for a couple of months. Mm. He's back and on it. He's back on it. He's back on. <laughs> You're never gonna keep Karen away, yeah, right? <laughs> no chance. He was always gonna make a comeback. Though. Jamie's Jamie's too big to fail. <laughs> <laughs> was he always quite a? Uh, Sort of aggressive centre back was he one of that or was he just because I, I was watching a video earlier of yeah. um, it was some Batistuta highlights yeah. Yeah. and it was uh, Fiorentina I, I think against Liverpool yeah um, and <laughs> there wasn't I mean it wasn't uh, Batistuta's best game no. like I was watching it just I'd never seen the game before yeah. obviously and yeah. um, it was basically just one of them was. Carragher, I think, just elbowing him in in possibly the throat or the yeah uh, the, the face yeah. Um, but I was just wondering because you know I, I didn't I haven't really seen him play that much yeah. but 
Well, was he a aggressive centre back or was he more of a centre back? Yeah, it slided. Um, and if if the striker gave him some, he'd he give some back. Yeah, was he a, an elbower sort of, uh, or more of a in the right position? There'd be an elbow. He'd flail a. Uh, I, I think you know, he, he was probably one of one of the sort of the few of the dying breed of a an out and out centre back these days. Yeah. I, mean, I know he started off his career, I think, as a left back, um, or he certainly played left back for a little while, uh, definitely during the youth sort of system. Uh, but generally, as a centre back, he was pretty much nonsense. He's a, he's a pretty standard scouser, mm-hmm. I think you'd find. Um, I don't know if he's if he's about. Last one for football. There he is, gone. Any questions? <laughs> no, Karen, go away. Come back another time. Not today, Karen. Maybe next episode it will come out. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back another time. Yeah, all right. Cheers, Karen. Another time. <clears throat> and that was uh, Jamie Carragher. Yeah, Jamie just stopped by. You know, he doesn't like to say a lot in front of the camera. But um, next time. We'll have, we'll have a deeper conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. When, when Dominic returns. Yeah, well. yeah, for sure. You know, sort of two, two of us can interview at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It'll be good, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there is one more thing I want to say, and then that'll pretty much wrap us up for the night. Um, just give me a moment. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. It, it's a long one. Uh, I think it's something we'll have to pick up on another episode, and it, it's purely talking about international tournaments you know the World Cup Euros and everything yeah. uh, specifically England uh, what went wrong okay I'm going to go straight to the World Cup just gone <laughs> what went wrong oh, I don't know because it was so it was there was so much hope wasn't there there was I think there was you know there was football coming yeah. home yeah. and there was the belief but ultimately we the belief wasn't enough. The, yeah, yeah, was it? Was it, it was Croatia. Croatia, yeah. Mandzukic scored as usual, I believe. Yeah, I think he probably did. I mean, uh, is there did a Modric player as well? Or did it go to penalties in the end? I can't remember. Mm. I think it may have done. Or was it? Well, we, we may have. We, I tell I you what, we like, may have been beaten an extra time. Mm, I, I definitely. I remember Mandzukic. I think scoring the one that yeah. sort of sealed it. I'm I mean, not I, sure. I, I think we were probably beaten before the, the game even started, mm. to be honest, because um, Sean Kane, I think Kane ended up getting a golden boot, didn't he, at the tournament? Yes, yeah, yeah, he did, I think, yeah. Um, but for me, I think it, it was a lack of sort of, I don't know, not, I would not say team spirit, but I think we had the quality, mm. but, you know, you just... There's something you're missing, and I think ultimately it's it's a world beater. Yes. You, know, yeah. you look like at Portugal. Mandzukic, I think. Well, yeah. You look at Mandzukic, mm. and you know you need someone who could, who could step up and score you mm. the goal. And you know Kane, you know, he's a fantastic striker. Mm. You know, really, you know, amazing player in general. Uh, decent captain mm. from from you know from what we've seen. I think it's the mentality, isn't it? It's like you can be an amazing yeah. striker, you, you know, finisher. You can have an amazing, uh, like, goal-to-game ratio. Yeah. But some players uh, just have that mentality yeah. where even when everything's against them yeah. or in these big games where you think the pressure's just too much for them, they can st- still score. Yeah, they step up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably why Argentina have always ended up struggling is that they, they expect it of Messi. Mm-hmm. And while you've got Messi, who, who, who is you know undoubtedly uh, one of the greatest of the greatest mm-hmm. pitch, um, you know, you, you've got to look at the rest of the team. And, and what they're missing, I think, is just the structure of, of, a, of a properly built team. 
Mm. It's like, you know, the manager goes, right, chuck a load of names on the paper, yeah. the big the big names, mm. and, and that's who's playing. Yeah, and he just, at, yeah. He's got Di Maria, he's got Higuain, mm. you know, Messi, Aguero. of course, Aguero, you know, Tevez a few years back, mm. um, Mascarano, mm. fantastic players, yeah, but, but they the... never just got in sync did they well you can almost link that to uh, PSG in the Champions League as well sort of yeah you know they've got all these big names and they do generally do well in the earliest stages yeah, it, it, but then... against the easier teams uh, mm. which is why they obviously win the league all the time mm. <coughs> sorry that's just Jamie Carragher he's got some phlegm in the back of the throat <laughs> come back for some revenge <laughs> just shut the door <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing. They as soon as they come up against one of those teams yeah. that have one of those players with that mentality, they do tend to um, struggle a bit, don't they? Yeah, I, it's it's a bizarre one, but it just seems to happen like that, mm. doesn't it? You got you know you got Neymar, uh, Mbappe, Mbappe, yeah, and against against the teams where they've got sort of almost the time on the pitch to sort of showboat, mm. they can be phenomenal. Mm. But as soon as you put them against someone who's going to man mark them off the pitch, mm. they've got they've got no second mm. up. They've got no, they've got nothing else because the the rest of the team they look at them to do the job. So if you've got someone like like I said, you've got go back to Argentina. You've got Messi. If Messi's marked out the game, Argentina for all of their quality, which it, which is in abundance, mm. they don't have a direction because the only direction they play is Messi. Yeah, that's the, they play Messi football. So mm. if Messi's not in the game. They have no second. They should mm. because, you know, they, they, like I said, they they've got an amazing team, uh, certainly amazing players. Uh, Dybala as well. Yeah, yeah, Dybala, yeah. But you know, because because it's like so thoroughly sort of ingrained in mm. them the way they play with Bessie, As soon as he's not involved, yeah, that's yeah, it. They struggle to, I think, find a second. Yeah way of playing, but like you say, they should do really because the amount of players they've got on yeah. the pitch. Um, you know they should be able to make yeah. other things happen you know they've got target men they've got yeah. like you say players like Messi, Dybala who play fairly yeah. in a similar way yeah. um, they've got good sort of, uh, sort of wingers as well yeah. they've got good players generally in a lot of places on the pitch um, but like you say because they're trying to go through Messi yeah. it probably does hinder them and I, th- I think that that ultimately is, pr- is probably what what went wrong for England is, is that you know we look at Kane as, as the as the world class striker he is, mm. but as soon as he's not on the ball and he's not getting shots in the box, yeah, you know we're coming up empty handed. So sort of who else do we look for? Well, I don't know, maybe we'll play to Sterling, but mm. Sterling's not the best finisher. He's improved massively in the last couple of years, but he's still not a striker. And as soon as you you know as soon as your you, your plan A goes out the window. I think these teams don't really have a second, a second plan, yeah. and they sort of the managers are almost too too sort of too cocky to say, okay, if it doesn't work, we'll go to this. You know, like a Sam Allardyce, you know, you you just hold on, hold on, hold on, and just do a ball over the top, mm. and you know, eventually, you know, you're probably going to get a chance because mm. it, you're bound to. It's just the balls over the yeah. top. One of them's going to come off. But if you're trying to play through teams, play through specific players. And that player's knocked out the game, yeah, or having a bad game, or something yeah, like that. You're going to keep trying to pass him, and he's just going to keep losing the ball, mm. keep not getting the ball, or he's going to get the ball, but he's going to get tackled a bit. There's going to be no options, yeah. And 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 you sort of think, well, okay, well, let's go to the wing, and then the winger's going down. But of course, the striker mm. 
isn't in the box or he isn't where he needs to be yeah. so that you just all the link up play just falls out the window and you end up with with a team almost that seems like it's got no options and no sort of obvious mm. route of play and this, do you think also there's uh, like hesitation on the manager's part to maybe take off those key players because yeah. they there's so much faith in them and maybe even uh, like the um, pressure from either the fans or the media, yeah. you know, how much uh, stick are you going to get if you're taking off uh, Kane in like a big game yeah. or, it, or yeah. for Argentina, if you're taking off Messi, yeah. even if there might be a reason, if Messi's not having the best game or there's a better alternative, yeah. if you, um, you know, if you take Messi off or for England, let's say Kane, yeah. And you put on a, a player that maybe isn't rated so highly, yeah. even though it could be tactically a better decision. Yeah. Do you think maybe that comes into play of the manager sort of? Yeah, not I think it does. Do it's, it. it's almost like a blind arrogance. You know, it's like mm. if I take him off, they're going to think I'm terrible. Yeah. But yeah. if you leave him on, it's like you know, we could all see he's not playing right. Mm. And it just it, for some reason there's a lot of managers that lack the courage to make the change mm. when they need to. Yeah. It's like you know, you go back to. Um, I know, was it Juventus in, in what was it, Champions League final? Or, or I know, was it Champions League final? Uh, where, oh. Yeah, Allegri. Uh, and it was just taking ages and ages and ages to, mm. make, to make a change. Mm. And then the change he makes was Kadira or something, wasn't it? Or Yeah, well, that's the thing. Often at times, I think it was, you know, we would have needed attacking players sent yeah. on. Um, and, you know, you'd be subbing on, like you said, possibly Kadira yeah. or... Um, Batuidi uh, or someone. It was uh, Lamina. Oh well, yeah, that's at one right. Stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, that could have been the final, I think. Um, it was. I remember yeah. now. Yeah, I do remember it. Um, so yeah, I think, like you say, uh, I mean, there must be some sort of reason to it, but a lot of the time you're thinking, you know, make the change. You're losing, yeah. or you what, need to go. What have you got to lose mm. ultimately? Because you know, if the way it is, you know, you're just going to be killed like on the break yeah. because you sort of you play this sort of dilly dally football with, mm. with no direction and I, I guess that's the reason you don't take the big players off because although the, you know the direction is play through Messi or play play up to Kane mm. if you take Messi or you take Kane out of the equation you then end up with a team who not only do they have no focal point to pass to yeah. um, you know not, you know they could try and pass to him and it would just get tackled but you know you take that away it's like well who the hell am I passing into mm. now it's just there's nothing mm. there's no one it almost puts the whole team strategy. Yeah, uh, you know, you've got to play a completely different yeah. way. It, it just suddenly becomes eleven men, mm. sort of trying to try to play football. But yeah. do you think we should wrap it up there? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been going for fifty minutes. Yeah, now. fifty yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a short one because, yeah. because Dominic <coughs> Dominic wasn't here today. Yeah. Hopefully, next time we might hear from him. Yeah, he might. He might show up. <laughs> might make an appearance. Uh, well, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, once again, this has been uh, Andy Blythe and Callum Boxall uh, on 41212, the football podcast. <laughs>